It is game time once again as the Minnesota Wild face the St. Louis Blues tonight in St. Louis. We take a look at some injury updates for the Wild. Plus, what do the Wild need to do to beat the Blues? And what does the Western Conference playoff picture look like? Who's in? Who's out? We find out that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at the keys to tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues to allow the Wild an opportunity to finish the road trip 3-1 and one, as opposed to coming home with a split. We look at injury updates from Matt Dumba, John Merrill, and Matt Boldy. And we look at the Western Conference playoff picture as well seeing who is in currently, who is out, and uh, who could potentially hop in the rest of the season. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wilds, your veteran captain of the show, and uh, happy to be along with you here for a Friday episode of Lockdown Wilds. If you missed any of our previous episodes this week, make sure to follow along wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any episodes covering the Minnesota Wild. St. Louis on the docket tonight for the the Wild, the final game of their four-game mini road trip before a mini homestand of two games before more games on the road. All in all, 13 games left on the season for the Minnesota Wilds. And uh, as of now, number two spot in the playoffs. This one against the Blues is going to be a big one because that could further help solidify the Wilds' spot in the uh, division race, keep them in that top two, give them a leg up on the Blues. A lot at stake in uh, this one this evening. And so let's uh, let's start by taking a look at the injury updates for a couple of uh, Minnesota Wild players who uh, are banged up heading into this game. We'll start with Matt Dumba, who left the game against the Predators. Now, according to Dean Evison, after the game, the team did not think that Dumba's injury was good, said it didn't look great. They didn't have any sort of uh, further update on his status. However, that has uh, changed, as Dean Evison mentioning today. Uh, shout out uh, to Anthony LaPanta for this tweet from earlier. Matt Dumba did not skate today with an upper body injury. According to Dean Evison, it's not as serious as they initially thought. Neither Mary, uh, Merrill or Boldy will play against the Blues. But uh, obviously some good news uh, for the Wild on the Matt Dumba front as uh, still on the road trip, just not going to play. Uh, so a potential for him to miss uh, for sure the, the Blues game would probably guess he won't play in the game against the Kings on Sunday. But beyond that, if he's not going to miss much time or if the news looks better, you'd assume 
that he'll be in the lineup at some point next week uh, and uh, should be able to uh, to slot in beyond that. Um, I would take that to believe that um, Matt Boldy and John Merrill are close, as uh, it sounds like both were practicing, uh, just not going to play um, against the Blues. But beyond that, would assume that Matt Boldy comes back relatively soon, as well as John Merrill, which is uh, very good news for the Minnesota Wild, who continue to navigate those injuries. With Matt Dumba out of the lineup, Alex Goligoski going to uh, to slot in probably and uh, and take that spot. And beyond that, um, I don't know if Kalen Addison makes the trip. I had kind of speculated on that earlier in the week. Uh, I have not seen anything as of yet on a uh, a roster move for uh, for the Wilds. And so it could be that they elect to um, go with, uh, with Jordy Ben as the uh, sixth defenseman. But uh, I would imagine if there is some sort of roster move, it will be announced later today um, as to who will hop up and, uh, and slide into that spot. Now, on the other end, with Matt Boldy out, um, we have seen Tyson Jost take his spot on the Kevin Fiala line and Nick Bukestad uh, as the center on the fourth line. I would imagine that will continue. Um, Jost has looked good on that, uh, that second line with, uh, with Fiala and Goudreau, and Bukestad you know, has, has slotted in with Delorier and Duhame, and that, that line has, uh, has also been fine. Um, so I, I would imagine that the lineup will look mostly similar to uh, what we've seen uh, here over the the last couple of games. As far as as the goalie situation, that's the intriguing one. I am going to imagine that uh, the Wilds go back to Cam Talbot with uh, Flurry not on his best, but uh, he didn't get a whole lot of help against the Nashville Predators. So I would imagine that it will be Cam Talbot and Nett. But if this were, if there were an opportunity to uh, give a goalie back-to-back starts, maybe this is the one uh, for, for Flurry. But it, it, it doesn't really matter because uh, I don't know that the – I don't know that goaltending was as big of an issue. I think it was just the overall play in front – that, uh, that was caused for the letdown against the Predators. And it's going to be a similar theme going up against these St. Louis Blues, uh, a team that plays a similar style and a team that has given the Wilds similar fits over the last couple of seasons. So for the Minnesota Wilds, uh, they're just going to need to play their style of game and uh, let the rest handle itself. So there's your injury updates as for the injuries that are currently being dealt with for the Minnesota Wild. Expect more news coming later today as to if there's a roster move made or if the Wild roll with what they've got against the St. Louis Blues. Speaking of those Blues, we'll take a look at how St. Louis has been doing here recently with a look at some of the numbers in the second half of the season for both teams. Some interesting numbers for both St. Louis and the Minnesota Wild. We'll talk about that as we preview tonight's matchup against the Blues 
on Locked on Wild after this. April showers bring May built bars. If you're looking for a little something to jog your weight loss goals, built bar is here to help. And if you are looking for a different style of built bar, puffs are the way to go. If you haven't tried the puffs, you're missing out on one of built bars, best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with most Built Bars, Puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to your average candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to get in on the Built Bar Mania, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, and once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, Lockdown Wilds is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. The St. Louis Blues, a thorn in the proverbial side of your Minnesota Wilds, are tonight's opponent, and uh, a Blues team that has really started to find themselves here uh, in the second half of the season. Coming into this game at 14-7-5 with their uh, second half of the season, and you look at it, they're averaging in the second half 3.88 goals per game, 101 goals scored in 26 second half games. Now, uh, if you look at the Minnesota Wilds, they have scored 92 goals in 28 second half games. So uh, considerably less than that. But the interesting thing as well is 101 goals scored. The Blues goalie-wise have given up just 81. If you look at it for the Wilds, they've scored 92. They've given up 94. So It's been a Blues team that has been up and down. And if not for Ville Husso kind of getting himself figured out, I have no idea where this Blues team is at um, at this point in the season. They they have not had a good season from Jordan Bennington. In fact, uh, you know, he's, he's having arguably the worst season of his career, but... If you look at the uh, the Huso numbers on the season, 21-6-5, 2.36 goals against average, and a 9.24 save percentage. In the month of April, he's 3-0, uh, 3-0-1, I beg your pardon. In four games, he's allowed eight total goals, 2.11 goals against average, and um, he started three of those games. The first game of the month against Edmonton, came in in relief and played a ton of that game and uh, ended up only allowing two goals. So I am uh, guessing that that was a Bennington start that went awry for the... uh, And yep, that is exactly the case. Bennington gave up four goals in the first 13 shots of that game. So Huso, tremendous 3-0-1 in April and... uh, he just he's had uh, some very good numbers 
through pretty much all of the uh, all of the months of the season so far. But the thing that really stands out to me about what St. Louis is doing here in the second half is uh, they're getting balanced scoring. You look at uh, their numbers. David Perrone has 15 goals in 25 second-half games, but Braden Shen with 10, Robert Thomas with 11, Pavel Bukinevich has 9, Vladimir Tarasenko with 10, then you have Ryan O'Reilly with 7, Ivan Barbashev with 7, and uh, Jordan Cairo with 6. So they have a lot of guys who are contributing to the scoring uh, on offense. Compare that to the Minnesota Wilds uh, in the second half of the season. And they've got Kirill Kaprizov with 21 goals. Kevin Fiala has 10. Ryan Hartman, 9. Matt Zagrello has 7. But then 8 for Boldy, 8 for Eriksenek, and 6 for Freddie Goudreau. So um, it's been a lot of Kirill Kaprizov for this team. But some of the other guys, we've seen a little bit of regression from uh, members of this team that were providing the depth scoring uh, early on in the season. Now, 8-1-1 one, and one in the last 10 games, as the Wild have been, is, uh, is certainly very impressive. But you look at what happened in the game against Nashville, and it feels like it's a very repeatable method that St. Louis is going to use to try to beat the Wild in this case, too. And of the teams that the Wild have faced over the last couple of seasons, the St. Louis Blues have the Wild's number as well as anybody that they've faced, including the Nashville Predators, just a team that that owned them last year. And look what happened on uh, New Year's Day in the Winter Classic. Granted... The Wild had some players out of the lineup, but that game was 6-1 to one at one point before the Wild went empty empty net and uh, pulled the comeback to make it 6-4 to four to finish. That game was 6-1 to one and was pretty much, by all accounts, over. So you look at the things that the Wild are going to need to do in order to win this game. They can't... I use that phrase again, measured physicality. And I'm not saying that if St. Louis decides to be bulky and uh, and try to irritate members of this team, I'm not saying don't respond to it, but I'm saying you have to pick your moments. The whole reason, or one of the whole reasons that uh, St. Louis was able to have as much, or that Nashville was able to have as much success as they were because they got the Wilds angry, which led to penalties, which led to power play opportunities for the Predators, and the Wilds' penalty kill being as bad as it is, continuing to trend in the wrong direction. Uh, they capitalized, and the Predators came in to that game with the sixth best power play in the league. St. Louis has the third best, so the Blues are going to try to do the same things that the Predators did to this Wild team, and the Wild just can't, they can't get sucked into playing 
that style of game. I mean, the penalty kill now is just slightly above 75%. It is um, in the bottom 10. It is 8th worst in the NHL. Uh, ninth worst, I beg your pardon, in the entire NHL. And so St. Louis is going to do that. I don't know if it'll lead to as many fights as it did against Nashville. Some of that was just bad blood from earlier in the season. But if St. Louis can get the Wild to commit bad penalties out of frustration, they're going to pounce and capitalize on the on the power play, and we'll be right back in the same situation that we were against Nashville. So the Wild need to be smart in this game. They need to beat St. Louis the way that the Wild have beaten a lot of teams this year. Use your skill. Use your speed. Don't get pulled into that. We have to be physical the entire game because that's what St. Louis wants to do. Make them, make them skate up and down the ice a bunch of times. Get them tired. But don't get pulled. Don't get yanked into the gravitational pull that is big, bulgy, physical-style hockey that, uh, that St. Louis is going to try to play. They're going to try to replicate that Nashville style because that's what they've done. That's what they've done when they've beaten the Wild over the last several seasons. So we're going to need to keep things. We're going to need to keep it from being like a hard check into the boards every time somebody has the puck type thing. You're going to have to get get the puck to Kaprizov, let him make plays, and uh, just beat St. Louis at our game as opposed to letting them force us to play theirs. So it, it should be interesting. I think ultimately it's a game that I think the Wild will bounce back in um, because I don't think anybody was particularly pleased with what happened against Nashville. So I think this will be a bounce-back win for the Wild, and uh, I'm hoping that we will see a little more of what we've been used to all year as opposed to fight, fight, fight. I mean, it was... It was a repeatable pattern every goal. Fight, bad penalty, power play goal allowed, lather, rinse, repeat. So hopefully we don't see that. Because if we do, it'll probably be a similar st- uh, similar result that we saw against the Predators. And speaking of the Predators and the rest of the Western Conference, the playoff chase is starting to uh, starting to thicken. So uh, we'll take a look at where things stand with the Western Conference right now in the playoff push. Who is in, who's out, who's looking to try to hop in to the playoff picture. We'll take a look at all of that and more when we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including the Masters and who, where on the leaderboard your favorite golfer sits, plus odds, podcasts, and reviews for all of the different sports leagues this season. Major League Baseball getting underway this week, and the NBA finishes the regular season, so plenty for you to catch up on. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. For your second listen of the day, make sure you head over to Lockdown Sports Minnesota and check out the Ron Johnson Show, which is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Western Conference playoff picture is starting to take some shape. Obviously, you got the Colorado Avalanche in first place, uh, well ahead of the pack um, of pretty much everybody. So they've already clinched a playoff spot. They'll be the first seed in the Central Division. Uh, it should be a formality that that ends up getting clinched here uh, relatively soon. Uh, Minnesota Wild in second place by a point. Uh, they also have a game in hand on the Blues. St. Louis, 90 points there in third place in the Central. Calgary is in first place in the Pacific. They are six points clear of the Edmonton Oilers, who are in second, and the surging Edmonton Oilers have won five games in a row. The Los Angeles Kings uh, sit in third place with 86 points. They have uh, 72 games played, the most in the Western Conference, so they're running rapidly out of room and uh, trying to trying to solidify themselves as one of those top seeds so they don't fall to the mercy of the wild card picture. Wild card picture at this point has the Nashville Predators as the first wild card. They have 86 points uh, and sit four points back of St. Louis for third in the Central. The Dallas Stars also in the wild card picture as of now. They have 84 points with 70 games played. They are uh, six points back of St. Louis. Now, next up is where the Pacific Division teams start to come back into the picture. you got Vegas with 82 points, but they also have 72 games played. So, again, they are also running out of time to, uh, to try to get themselves further up the ladder. Vancouver has 76 points, as does Winnipeg. They are behind uh, six points behind the Golden Knights. Anaheim is... Uh, I don't think Anaheim has enough that they can do to get themselves back in with 72 games played. They're at 68 points. So it's basically going to come down to if Vegas can leapfrog either of the wild card teams, Nashville and Dallas. Vegas has a chance. Vancouver and Winnipeg have less of a chance because they're both going in the wrong direction. Vancouver is 3-4-3 in their last 10. Winnipeg is 5-5 in their last 10. And, uh, yeah, the Anaheim Ducks, there's no chance. They're 1-7-2 in their last 10. But you you look at, at this point in the season, wanting to play your best hockey into kind of, as opposed to falling back into the general mass of what is going on, the general mess of what is going on, you want to be playing your best hockey to elevate yourself out of the pack and not leave anything to chance. Teams that are doing that, Colorado Avalanche, 8-1-1. Minnesota Wilds, 8-1-1, although having lost their last game to Nashville. 
St. Louis is 6-3-1 in their last 10. They've won three in a row. Calgary, 5-3-2. They've won two in a row. Edmonton, five wins in a row. They're 7-2-1 in their last 10. Uh, The LA Kings, 5-3-2 in their last 10. They've lost one in a row, though. But then Nashville, 6-4 in their last 10. They've won two in a row. And the Dallas Stars, uh, 7-2-1 in their last 10. But they just lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So of the teams that are currently in at this point, I think it's safe to say Colorado, the Wild, and the Blues, I think that'll end up being the top three in the Central. Now, if the order switches between the Wild and the Blues, that certainly is a possibility. Ultimately, though, I think the Wild end up getting the two spot in the Central Division. I think the Pacific is pretty set as well. Vegas may challenge for a wild card spot. Well, they are challenging for a wild card spot. They may end up pulling one of those wild card spots, but I think ultimately it's a three team race in each of the divisions and the wild card as well. I think Nashville's pretty set as that top wild card spot. The challenge is going to become the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. With Vegas having played two more games than Dallas, can the Golden Knights get themselves on a roll to um, leapfrog the Dallas Stars? With Vegas having 10 games left, here's what they have on their schedule. Vegas will play home against Arizona. Then they have the Canada road trip, Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton all on the road. Then New Jersey and Washington and San Jose at home. And they finish at Dallas, at Chicago, at St. Louis. Now for Dallas, their schedule looks like this. They will play the New Jersey Devils at home. Then they play the Chicago Blackhawks on the 10th on the road. Then it's home against Tampa Bay on the 12th, home against Minnesota on the 14th, home against San Jose on the 16th, then at Vancouver, at Edmonton, at Calgary, and then home the rest of their schedule. So home against Seattle, home against Vegas, home against Arizona, and home against Anaheim. So of the two, you'd have to say that Dallas has the more favorable schedule the rest of the way with eight home games and home games against San Jose, Seattle, Arizona, Anaheim, New Jersey. Those are very winnable games, to say the least. So I think you'd have to say of Dallas and Vegas, I think Dallas is the team that has the more favorable schedule to get that second wild card spot. So I, I think we're going to go with that. I think it'll be, as mentioned, Colorado, the Wild, St. Louis, then Calgary, Edmonton, LA Kings. Your wild card spots are Nashville and Dallas. I think that's what we'll see in the Western Conference playoff picture. So put that down, jot it down, take notes. And uh, we'll see if that is indeed what happens um, 
once the regular season is over, we got uh, uh, three weeks or so left of the regular season, and then after that, playoff time. So it will be fascinating to see how all of these uh, playoff races play out. But just like uh, just like coaches do, we got to focus on the game in front of us, which is the St. Louis Blues tonight and then the LA Kings on Sunday. And that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now, once again, that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on NHL podcast to get a recap of all of your favorite NHL teams from your favorite Locked on NHL insiders. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, make sure that you subscribe and follow us everywhere so that you don't miss out on any new episodes or any Wild-related news. We are keeping you as up-to-date as we possibly can with new episodes every Monday through Friday and uh, new social media content coming every day of the week as well so that you don't miss out on any big Wild news, any big Wild comebacks, any big Nick Delorier fights. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network.